Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Two Guinea Hens. I'm Rose. And I'm Gabby. How's everybody doing? Did you have a good week? Did you have a good week, sis? I had a pretty good week, actually. Yeah, good. For, it. For, for change. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, well, you were there. I got to open for Jen Kirkman, who is just one of my favorite stand-ups, writers. She killed me. Well, you had an amazing set. Thank you. You were wonderful. Because I was very, you know, I'm usually, I've gotten in a pattern now in Pittsburgh where I get to always do long sets. So mm-hmm. when I'm like, you get 15 minutes, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you noticed, I like was cutting bigger bits into small bits. I just know, to I, like, I did catch that on one of the jokes and I was like, ah, she cut a big chunk of that yeah, out. But. Yeah, because I was just like, I wanted to get as much in in those 15 minutes, but um, yeah, she was just so cool and like of every headliner I've ever met, like... I can honestly say, like, she wasn't a narcissist, you know what I mean? Like, she actually conversed with me, and her stand-up is just too smart. Like, I know. I know. It just, um, I don't know. We we would hope for a better turnout, I'm not gonna lie. Did you bring my book back? It's in the car. It's in the car, and she signed it, yes. Okay, good. Um. To my best friend, Rose? I think it's a, no, I don't know what she wrote. But definitely Rose. (laughs) I was like, you have to put her name. Okay. But yeah, she was really cool, and that was a really nice part of the week. So. Yeah, that was good. That was a really good show. How about you? How was your week? Um, my week was, you know, not bad. It's very weird not having a f- job, because it just feels like the days are sort of blend into one another, and I don't know, but it's okay. I mean, I've been helping out our friends at their office a few days a week, and that's been definitely entertaining. <laughs> today, today was a day I... Was like I need to be filming this because this will be great footage for the reality show. Oh my god! I mean, what happened? These two. Oh, it was just. Picker? I don't know how much I can say, but like they had a new client come in, and like Tony was. Gina knew Tony wasn't be mad about it before she went back there. She's she's like, hey, watch this. <laughs> then she goes back in his office and is like, hey, I did this or whatever, and he's like, God damn it, Gina! <laughs> and it was just. And, uh, you know, and the end result was Tony was right. Oh, <laughs> no. I hate right? Tony I know. Right. That's exactly what I said to Gina. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. So, but anyway, they are very entertaining. Oh, my God. Incredibly, I incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Now, um, not to name names, but are you better at learning the system than your predecessor? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, from what I understand, a little bit, a okay. little bit. But I mean, he, you know, he could do things. I certainly am not right. But I was just curious right. if you could handle the the, yeah. the job. Yeah, <laughs> done like maybe the person. Right. Before. Cool. It seems that way. Okay. Also, no certain things. Anyway. Is it weird working with friends though, or is it just fun at this point? I mean, it's it's perfectly fine. You know, it's yeah, it's nice. And because it's chill, it's just sort of a temporary situation. Right. Yeah. Everything's temporary. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was my week. Cool. And, uh, and we got to spend time with our favorite uh, godparents yesterday. I know. I That was so nice. We love they're them so, so crazy, much. But they're so nice. <laughs> oh my God. Well, because so we obviously, you guys know from listening, our parents are dead. But Rose's godmother and my godfather are married and they are like second parents to us. So it was really nice. We haven't seen them all 2019 because mm-hmm. they had been just sick. Like... And Val had a cold, then Henry had a cold, then Henry had a cold, and Val had a cold, and I can't say last names, because she'd lose her mind. Oh, she wouldn't. She'd lose her mind if she knew I just said Val and Henry. Right, right. So, but she doesn't know what a podcast is, so I feel like we're right, safe. Right, so we're safe with that. Yeah. But um, Henry is Gab's <laughs> godfather, and he is just flipping hilarious. <laughs> He's this tiny little Italian guy. He's an ex-Marine, and he has been working out. He's been going to the gym every day in 2019, and he... Had to, he had to show me where he has a, a muscle in his bicep. <laughs> it was so cute. And then Gab came in and he had to show her too. It was just adorable. Oh, and by the way, he's almost eighty. I should say. Yeah, he's turning seventy nine this mm. summer, and he. But he's so proud of us. Like mm-hmm. he loves that Rose and I lift weights. Like he thinks we are so cool because mm-hmm. we do that. And so he like likes to share his stories of lifting yeah, weights. And, it was super cute. And do you know he's not even on the silver sneakers program? He I has know. To pay it out of pocket. I know. I'm proud of him. I am proud of him, too. And I think it's so cool to be 79 years old. Oh, he also had Rose order him the Mueller report. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just... 
yeah. cool. Yeah, he's really smart. He loves Rachel Maddow. Oh, he loves her every day. Yeah, he's very and he's very progressive. Mm. Like their favorite neighbors are a lesbian couple, and he's like, you know, Rachel's a, a lesbian, and I don't mind at all. <laughs> I'm like, that is so wonderful. I'm, like, I'm sure Rachel's very happy to hear that. <laughs> but they're just hilarious. Yeah. So that was real fun. Yeah, and then our aunt Val, I can I think I can say this is she she wants to please everybody, so she didn't want to make she wanted Rose and I to have. Um, luncheon meats that we both like mm. but she is OCD so she bought London broil but then she thought it was too bloody so then she bought regular roast beef so that we could compare and contrast and then she bought three different types of hams one she wouldn't put out because it's nasty and she doesn't like it even though me and my mother used to like it so she saved that for me to take home all we did was taste luncheon meats and take luncheon meats home let's tell a little story about Ann Val and luncheon meats this is a good story okay so, if you're not from Pittsburgh, we have a, I think we've talked about the Strip District before, haven't I think we? So, yeah. So, so it's like sort of a very um, multi-ethnic little neighborhood where you get all kind of different shops, and they're used. I don't. Is Sinceri's still there? It is still there. Yeah. Okay. So there's a shop down, down in the Strip District called Sinceri's, and that's where we would go to get our Italian lunch meats: hot capricole, prosciutto, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mortadella. Right. So one day we go there. Oh, and experienced shoppers, we would go at like six in the morning on a Saturday. That's when you have to go before the crowds get there. Because it's like a tourist attraction in Pittsburgh. Right. So we're there, and Ann Val is at the deli counter ordering meats. Now, you or I, when we order any lunch meat, like I, for me, if it's me, I go, I'm like, can I have half a pound of capicole? Right. Boom, done. Half a pound of provolone. Boom, done. Ann Val orders everything in quarter pounds. She makes the deli man slice it, show it to her, put it, put a piece of wax paper, next slice, show it to her, down, wax paper. Then she she was ordering something called pepper butt. Pepper butt, yeah. Which I think is just ham with black pepper on it. I think, I'm not really sure. It's really really good. It's delicious. I I don't know what it is. But she would make him slice it so thin, hold it up, She'd look at it, she'd squint, and she'd go, mm too fatty, too fatty, do a next one. He... And keep in mind, this was, there was a line of people filling the store behind mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. She was buying quarter pounds, like, seven quarter pounds of capital, mm-hmm. seven quarter pounds of pepper butt. So right. she's doing that. Right. So finally, the guy set everything down, walked, took his apron off, walked out, quit his job. He quit his job. Quit his job rather than serve her and give her pepper butt. <laughs> And she didn't apologize. She mm-hmm. just complained until someone came and took his place mm-hmm. to fix the order. Yes. Because, and the people behind... I, mean, I think about oh. what you and I left. Mom walked out. Mom's like, I'm done with this. And then we were like, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, we could have been murdered because of her. Right. So when we say that Ann Val buys the best deli meat, yeah. we're not kidding. She's... No, no. I mean, she doesn't settle for second best. One time I took her to the drugstore to pick up her prescription... And this was years ago. This was before she was even, like, old and had anything really wrong. We're at the counter. The woman hands her a sheet. Won't pay her. She opens the pill bottles, dumps them on the counter, counts them all out, and then pays the woman. Oh, she laughs at me if I don't count my pills up. Did you count them? No, of course I didn't count them. I'm not a lunatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She subscribes to a magazine called Pills. Yes, that's true. So that she knows every pill that's being recalled, what goes into every pill, what products and pills are generic and which aren't. Mm-hmm. If her doctor prescribes her a pill, she looks at it up in her magazine and she's like, that's the generic. Why don't you want me to have the real thing? Mm-hmm. She knows side effects of everything. She knows if the pharmacy is buying from a new manufacturer mm-hmm. and the pill looks a little bit different. She's next level. She's next level. Like She's she, amazing, and I love her, but she is next level. If, like, she had not been born a woman in the 40s, I do believe she could have had, like, an amazing career in, like, business. Oh, or, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She, they've always been um, small business owners, and they've always had their taxes done by a CPA, but she also does them she so does that them she first. can compare what the certified public accountant says next to her records. And then he does the work. So they make sure they have it done a month before taxes are due. He does the work. She ta- Before filing it, takes his work home, compares it to her work, and then every mistake he makes, she takes it back and is like, you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. My point being, if you know he made a mistake and you already did the taxes, mm-hmm. you could save yourself the money to the CPA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's next level. I mean, listen, we could do 100 episodes on Anthology. Oh, my God. And we love her more than anything, she's, and she's amazing. 
But she is a character. She's the definition when someone's like, that lady's a pill, mm-hmm. and I'm not even just doing a pun on her pill magazine. Right. That's our Ann Fowl. Yeah. The day, our, our father's, it wasn't his oh, funeral, yeah. but it was his, like, the, a day where we had two viewings, we came home in between to have lunch, Aunt Val wonderfully had, pro- like, said, I will go to the home, and I will make sure you guys can come home and have lunch, I'll take care of everything. One of Rose's close friends joined her, and my best friend, Bethany, joined her. While they were preparing for us to come home... In between two funeral viewings, Aunt Val says to Bethany, stand at the window and let me know when they get here. And, it, and Bethany's like, well, why? Like, we'll know when they get here because they open the door. And she's like, no, no, I don't want, we need to know when they're coming. Like, it was a surprise party. Mm-hmm. And, okay, whatever, we get there, we're eating. I just go to have my first bite of food, and Aunt Val, of everybody's like, yeah, but I need you to come help me in the kitchen. The whole point of her doing it was so we could relax. Mm-hmm. But, okay, fine, that's fine. I'm the youngest. I get mm-hmm. up, I go. She's like, I, I want to put this, I'm emptying the dishwasher, and I don't know where this goes. And I'm like, okay. So I grab it out of her hand, and I go put it where I believe it goes. And she went, no, no, it doesn't go there. That's not where I got it. People, okay. I love my Aunt Val, and this was before I was properly diagnosed with my mood disorder. When I say I literally threatened to kill her, mm-hmm. and I think I said kick you to death. I think that was the exact phrase I want. Woman, if you knew where you got it, why am I out here? I'm going to kick you to death. Well, let me just back up here a second, because when she asked Gab to come out... Gab wasn't, like, she was packed in on all sides by other people, so she had to crawl under the dining room table to get into the kitchen to help her. That is what happened. You have an excellent memory. Well, uh, not about something that happened five minutes ago, but... I was jammed behind it, yeah, and I did. And even Bethany, my best friend, was like, no, no, I'll get it out, I'll get it. And she was like, no, it has to be Gab. And I was like, I will kick you to death, old woman. And then she looked in my eyes and knew I was crazy. It was like, go sit back down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the beginning of me about to be diagnosed. Yeah. Here's another good story from yesterday about Aunt Val when we were talking about wedding soup. And first Gab asked about this restaurant down by their house. Do they still have good wedding soup? And Aunt Val had to say, no, I don't think it's as good as it was, blah, blah, blah. Then we started talking about who put chicken in their wedding soup. Henry said his mother did? No, didn't. Never did. Never did. Now, Henry, whose mother he, you know, was born unto. And Val said, yes, she did. Henry's like, okay, but I don't know if my own mother put chicken. She put it, they argued for a good, I don't know. Oh, at least 15 minutes. About whether Henry's mom put chicken in her wedding soup. She just wouldn't believe that Henry might know. <laughs> and then what she came up with and he bought by the end, and I don't know if she even meant it or she was just like, I'm going to give him this one. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, she put it in the soup. But then strained all the chicken out so you didn't eat it. And he's like, ah, God, you don't think I know how? Oh, are you saying she strained it out? Okay, that might be true. Like they were getting oh my God, I know. a crazy fight. He's like, right. oh, is that what you're saying? Well, I guess that could be true. possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. I mean, real talk, we didn't have chicken in our wedding soup until right. our father died because he despised chicken. He hated chicken. chicken. He didn't even it. like her breaded chicken. Nope. Our father hated chicken so much, and I never really know, knew why. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I mean, a I kind boy. of, yeah. So when he, our dad was a little boy, his grandma uh, had chick, raised chickens, and she would calm down in the basement in the cellar when she had to prepare one, and he, he'd come down and she'd swing it around by its neck to snap the neck, and then uh, it, would still, it would still run around, and he, he, she would laugh and laugh at how scared our dad would be. We come from a long line of people with six senses of humor. Really six senses of humor. I don't know if she swung it or if she ch- chopped his head off and it ran around. No, yeah, I, I, thought remember. It, I thought it was like a snap or yeah. then, and then it was, but it right. still would it's run around for a little bit. Yeah. Second, yeah. And I think that's... I mean, that would mess me up, I think. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not weird like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I know meat is animals and I... You know, I love animals, mostly, but I still like meat, so... Yeah, for me, the only time I get an aversion to meat is when there's a recall, and then, oh, I'm like, yeah. then I go mental, sure. and I'm like, I'm never right. eating again, and right. I'm eating astronaut food, because um, that's affordable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would, you know, when we would watch Lydia Bastianich's show, sometimes when she makes lobsters, she'll have a live lobster, yeah. and she'll, she'll be talking about what she's going to do to them, she just sticks that knife right in them and cuts them open, and I'm like, that's... That's old school. Like yeah. that's like I'm not worried about animal rights. I'm not worried about Pete. I don't care. This is how you prepare a lobster, right? Yeah, and I kind of agree with that on yeah. some level. But then there's so many people, liberals who we are, but um, that say like if we keep eating all of the animals, there will no like we're causing global warming by eating all the animals. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. But I didn't have kids, so I really don't have to worry. About 
Not yeah, to be I'm not that really way. Totally worried if you want me to be I'm honest. Sorry, I mean, guys. I mean, I think there's so much more that goes into global warming. That's just one small part of it. Right. Don't you think? Oh my god. Hey, here's an idea. I will quit eating meat when corporations stop dumping their waste into our oceans. Okay. We can regulate that. I will be the first one to step up and say, I'm done. I'm done eating meat. I wish you would run for politics. Really, I think you would kick mother. I wouldn't. Yes, you would. I do want to say this about local politics very quickly. How about Sarah in Murado? I know. During a town hall on a a pat bus, like in her district, Mm -hmm. is the most genius thing I think I've ever heard of. Well, it's funny you say that. I do think it's genius, but... Years and years ago, when I worked for Working America, we were working with the Amalgamated Transit Union, the bus drivers, and I had an idea that we, instead of going door-to-door canvassing, we all get on bus routes and talk to the riders, (laughs) get the riders to sign stuff. That would have been genius. Yeah, but we didn't do that. We would go to bus stops and talk to people, which, you know, worked. I mean, it's essentially similar, but in a bus, you've got them confined. Yeah, they can't, <laughs> no, they can't Right. If they're all hitting you, but you when, I, when I saw she did that, I was like, good. That's actually really, really a good way to connect with people. Yeah, she's... I. So last spring, I was approached by her campaign manager to run for state rep, which immediately I was like, absolutely no. It's just not who I am. It's not what I want to do. Um, but he was like, That's, the two women I ran didn't want to do it. Now look at them. She's one of them. So I had befriended her on Facebook at that time. And I just, uh, I just, I don't know. She seems like a, like, she seems like someone who should have become mm-hmm. what she is. For me, it really felt like, I, you know, I had said to the man, like, you know, I have bipolar disorder. I, I just feel like that's going to definitely come up. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, for medical reasons, but the medicine I'm on, I think that could come up. And he was like, no, that'd be great. You'll work with it. And I just thought, mm-hmm. so I'll be being like, literally, like, the other candidate would be like, you know what bipolar disorder is? Mm-hmm. Do you know how crazy she can be? Like, I right. should go through that to be right. a state rep? That's why I would never run for anything either. I don't, I would like my privacy. Yeah. I don't want the world to know my stupid things I've done in my life, you know? Yeah, and I, and I just think, like, and I do agree, like, in order for, um, you know, to advocate for mental health or, like, me- mental health disorder, I do understand where he was coming from. Like, oh, that'd be great. Like, you put yourself out there mm-hmm. as this bipolar person, but I think... I'd rather do it the way I am doing it, more like an advocate and, like, speak at mental health conferences rather than be a candidate because I just feel like it would end up being abusive to me and my mental health. Like, I just didn't seem healthy for me. Yeah. Um, although, yesterday, I thought, I was like, why didn't you run? <laughs> like, because I don't want to. It, yeah. I'd be in Harrisburg. How would I ever right. perform again? Right. Yeah, I don't It know. just was not for me. But I did think that was cool. It and that was, made me yeah. think, like, that's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Not to our listeners, though, in Brazil. That's right. Do you guys like Sergio Mendes? And the Brazil 66? I love that band. I have the, all their music on my phone. Really? Yes, I love that Mom and that Dad music. used to have their albums. Yeah, I think that's... I downloaded one I know they had, because I love that music. That's awesome. They were, one of their songs was in Joe vs. Volcano, and that's when I became obsessed with them. Mom's was like, it's Sergio Mendes in Brazil 66. <laughs> I love this song. I was nine. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. So, what else is going on? What else has been going on? Oh, you finally finished My Brilliant Friend. Yes, I finally finished. Did you guys start watching it? I hope so. I hope so, too. I just uh, put all the books in my queue at the library so I can start reading them. But I, most, So many people I've asked to watch it, though, they're like, mm, sentinels. And I'm like, I know, what is wrong with people? And I'm like, can't they dub it? For But it's, why would you not want to hear the Italian it's language? It's so beautiful. I have to learn it before I die, Rose. I mean, really? Why? I it was so good. It does set you up for second season. Oh, yes, because you're like, because she... Yeah. Well, and we also know... So the whole show starts off when, like, the char- the lead characters are already old, so we mm-hmm. know, I think, it's going to get back mm-hmm. to that at some point, I would hope. I would imagine so, yeah. Um, but they left it really... I mean, I was gutted at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I was... I know. And I don't know if the actress who plays Leela, if this is her first role, or if she just doesn't have an IMDb, um, like, dossier or whatever... Because I looked her up and she has nothing, there was nothing else for her but this. And I thought, if this is the first thing she's done, she, I mean, they're both, all the actors are amazing, but her, yeah. her face is so expressive. And oh. She's so amazing. And her levels world. from, like, she's right. the most tough person on the show and the most gorgeous, gentle, delicate. Kind and, yeah. Like, she's next level. Yeah. If that's her first thing, you're right. Like, that is yeah. crazy. Unless, like, in Italy they don't do IMDb. Maybe they maybe. don't. I don't know, but... Yeah. But I do think 
what do I always forget her best friend's name? Lino. Lino. She's really good too. Because she, she so does that. Be- she reminds me so much of Bethany. Mm-hmm. So, like, my best friend is more meek than me. And, like, there's so much of their dynamic that they're I'm so like. so naive, you know? Yes. Like, that's what kills me about Lino is, like, just how she's so. But then naive. she looks to Leela, like, mm-hmm. for, like, to be her boss in yeah. a way or something. And I, like, I understand. Like, I remember having a best friend, like, look at me, like, mm-hmm. what do I do now? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I know. Um, that dynamic really sometimes reminds me of me, Bethany and I. And because the other friend is blonde and blue-haired, or blue-eyed. <laughs> I didn't tell you something, I don't think, and I don't know if you saw it because you never brought it up to me. Discuss. Discuss with our listeners while I look this up real quick. Okay, I'll discuss with our listeners. So anyway, uh, my brilliant friend, it is in subtitles, but I beg you to watch it because it really is about strong, smart women and how Italian culture kind of oppresses us, essentially. That's really, that's really what it comes down to. So... Um, two days ago, I tweeted to MyHeritage and 23andMe if they offer more specific regional results than Ancestry DNA. Um, I said, we'll believe whatever test tells us we're the most Italian. 23andMe tech- tweeted me back. Um, they just said, our Ancestry composition report will tell you what percent of your DNA comes from each of 45 populations worldwide. For a complete list of our reference populations, visit blah, blah, blah. So... Like, it was just an ad. It was like, drink more of Ovaltine. They so they really, lied to you. They're not... Basically. Basically, they were just like... If you're going to tag us, we're going to give you an advertisement. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... And so the... Let's see. The European populations... Uh, British, Irish, French, and German, they lumped together. Scandinavian, Finnish, and then broadly Northwestern European... Uh, then we gotta do that one. That's gonna come, I guarantee you. So Southern Europe, they do have Italy separate um, from the Greek and the Balkan Islands, and they have Sardinia separate from Italy, which is interesting, I think. But it doesn't say, like, yeah, I, I still think we should try it. We have to. I was kind of hoping they would be like, oh, we'll send you two tests, but um, since uh, two guinea hens have 24 followers, I guess they didn't really feel like maybe this is their money best spent. Hey guys, that reminds me. Could so, you please um, maybe get like follow us on Twitter and ask your friends to follow us? Because the more followers we have, uh, the more likely we can do bigger and better things, gang. Truth. But everyone I've told that like we didn't fully look into that, like it was like um, Slovakian, Russian, Northern Italy, everyone's like, you're such liars. Northern Italy isn't even close to those places. I'm like, right, but I'm not the one who made up this, I thought I was crazy because when, when I said that last week, and then I was looking for it and I couldn't find it, but then I did find it again, and it does say that. So let me let me kind of I'll look for that while we're okay. talking, sort of. But um, and like I said, uh, well, I don't know if I ever said it on here. I think we did in our very first episode. So there was um, we laugh about it, but our mother's mom, we knew there that she we knew our mom's birth father was one of possibly two men. One was Italian, and one was more Slavic Russian. Mm-hmm. When our test came back, we were like, oh, I guess it's the Slavic Russian. But now with this whole northern Italian thing, I feel like it really could be this other man because I'm almost certain. Long story short, I spent time with this other man's family. I don't need any details. And I do believe they had mentioned that they were northern Italian. And that's why I was like, interesting. And Mm. if you had seen our mother with this man who potentially was her half-brother, they seemed like brother and sister from the minute they were ever in a room together. Like, I've never seen two human beings... Not be physically attracted to each other, but just literally love each other's energy as my mom and this man. Okay, so here, Eastern Eastern Europe and Russia, Northeast Italy, Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina. So, so it's it's in there. It's listed under Eastern Europe and Russia. And we also thought our grandfather's family might have migrated down from Northern Italy because our grandfather had blonde hair, blue eyes. His father had blue eyes. So, I mean, yeah. It's they so, count it in there. We're so counting possible. it. Add that with your Italian, and that's what we are, baby. I'm not playing this game anymore. We know who we are. We're no, Lila. That would make me 64%. More than Christy. <laughs> no, she was 67, I thought. No, she's 61. Oh, really? And that would make me, what's 35 plus 23? 58. Damn it, she still beats me. I don't believe it. I don't know. I think we should still do the other tests. And I don't care. I'm Greek and French. I'll take that. I know. I'm happy to be Greek and I French. I know, that's so awesome. Not Seriously. that I wasn't happy about being Russian, guys. Like, I'm really Oh, not. that's what I was going to say to anyone, to any of our listeners that are Russian and, like, know the culture and grow up with foods and stuff. Like, I'm open to learning more about it. I just, the only thing I know about Russia is vodka and borscht. And I do and like I beets. don't like cold beet soup. I've never, I don't like cold soups in general. 
You know, I feel like I could like cold soups because I hate soup. I love soup. And I love beets. I like beets a lot too. I don't I just don't think borscht is is, is my jam. See, and I get, But I, that's it. Like, that's all I really know. And that they ruined the 2016 elections. But I'm not blaming all <laughs> Russians for that. No, we're so. not going to blame... Obviously. It's the, your leaders, not you. But yeah. But. but I really don't know anything about Russian culture. So, fill me in. And and honestly, like, when Rose and I grew up, no offense to you, you were our enemy. I mean, war games? Right. Hi. Yeah, right. I mean, Rocky IV? Sorry. The Day After? Yeah. yeah like, I mean... Uh, Red Dawn? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you guys I mean, Sting our... wrote a hit song called Russians? Like, so I'm sorry, like, maybe it wasn't the greatest thing to find out you are because of how we were right. raised. Right, that's right. But we The are. time we were raised. We were so Italian. It's not, I mean, even if our mother was Russian, she didn't believe it. Well, I got a text from one of our listeners and my friend, Catherine. I'd like to pretend like it was just a random listener. Oh, that would have been amazing. Not, I know. I wouldn't like that you're giving your phone number out to our listeners. Right, that would be strange. Um, but she said... That we are so obviously Italian, the culture is in our hearts and the beauty is in our faces, and if only the listeners could see the latter. Aww. Catherine, you're so sweet. We love you. And I posted that one picture of us young with Lisa, and even, Mm. like, our brother was like, come on, this is 100% Italian. Look at this picture. Yeah. I just don't believe it, guys. I think there was some error in the test. I I really, in my heart of hearts, know I am more Mm. Italian than anything else. I know. I mean... I know. And I watched this, this, my brilliant friend, and granted, oh my god, you can see where our family immigrated, but I want to go back. I want to go to where we belong, and that's where we belong. I would love to spend the rest of my, the second half of my life in Italy. I think you should go and see it first, and then make that decision. And I'm basing a lot of this on the show and Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Which was it could be most- very different to live there. Yeah, and I need to learn the language before I can Well, that would that. be super helpful, yeah, too. because that'll yeah. suck. I mean, John and I have been trying to study it, and I did take, you know, I studied it in college, and I took it after college, and I still, they, it's like they talk so fast, or, you know, I just, I can't, I barely pick up things. Do you do, like, the, the audio tapes of learning it, or, like, how are you? Online. Oh, okay. Duolingo. Okay, yeah, because I was definitely going to start doing it in the car. It's free, like, so do you oh, try yes. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to speak Italian. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I, am I, um, so one thing that I do that's not the podcast that isn't really that impressive, but it's something I do for me because I like it, is I, I have a YouTube channel, and I met with a friend of mine that I work on with YouTube, but I had said to him, I really want us to go, like, crazier this season, and we're going to always have one advertiser, but it's always done in Italian, <laughs> and it'll always be for an anti-psychotic, <laughs> but we only speak the whole ad in, in Italian, like mm. Carol the Shark is doing it, and he's like, why Italian? I'm like... Because I'm going to learn the language, and it's going to force me to like start like, yeah. learning phrases, saying them, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm and that's gonna, cool. And I'm figuring if it's just for me, then I can do whatever I want. You can do whatever you want, exactly. Yeah. Totally. I got really like down about YouTube about a couple months ago because it kind of dawned on me like, first of all, they've they've just been changing the algorithm. Like it's it used to be more of a free market, and now like they purposely feature things that, like, their algorithms are like, oh, this is what we want to focus on. And, like, even famous YouTubers can't even get the views they once got because of these new algorithms. And now all channels cannot, you can't swear, you can't ever have a bottle of wine, you can't ever allude to drug, like, marijuana, even medical. Yeah, no, you you immediately lose all ability to make money on your video. Who owns YouTube now? Google or Google Facebook? Owns it. Okay. And so, like, oh, at one point, and this is still true, there were so many um, LGBTQ YouTubers who were just talking about being gay. They didn't say anything yeah, sexual, that, and they yeah. lost all of their ads. Like, That's I can insane. tell you so many of them that have, like, literally lost their job on YouTube. That's ridiculous. So it dawned on me a couple months ago that I'm like, this is never going to be lucrative. This is... The only people who make money are children who do moronic things. I mean, you really have to, like, hurt yourself on camera to go viral. Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped making YouTube videos, which then any of in my life was like, oh, Gab's not doing well. Which was also kind of true, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't like totally me not hilarious. doing the videos was the reason I wasn't doing well. It was just a lot of things were happening, but I also was like, "Well, what's the point of doing the videos?" And then recently, I came to the point is you actually like doing them. You always wanted to be in movies, and that was more of who you are. So just it's not about that. It's not right. about viral. It's about having fun. Right. You're allowed to do artistic projects that will not make any money. That's yeah. okay too. That is okay. So I kind of came to that epiphany, and I thought that was like oh, healthy. It's very healthy. Good for you. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but it took like three months to get there. But yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, your business will get you down. Oh, it gets me down so often. I, you know. It gets me down. Well, I mean, look at Jen. I mean, like, she's a perfect example of this amazing comedian, but because her material is 
at times political. Um, it's so smart. I just feel like people don't like smart comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. all of my favorite headliners are not the big headliners. John right. Hodgman, like, right. the most brilliant people are sort of niche, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've always known that. Like, I've never seen me having some Amy Schumer career because the stuff I talk about is weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then people, like, Jen was like, you're amazing. You're so Aww. kind about my performance. But yeah. it's like, but then, you know, it's the same thing that every headliner says to me. Gotta get out of Pittsburgh. Gotta get out of Pittsburgh. And I just am like... But why? But How did Dave Chappelle make it out of Ohio? <laughs> why do you have to get out of Pittsburgh? Why do you have to go and play all the clubs in L.A. with people who don't appreciate your brand of comedy? Or I don't know. Or I, my whole thing is, if comedy is really touring, why do I have why to leave to, Pittsburgh? Right, yeah. Like, it's more affordable to live here than L.A. I lo- Don't get me wrong. I love L.A. If yeah. someone dropped a million dollars or anything, $100,000 in my lap, I would love to be in L.A., yeah. but... I just, this is where my home is, this is where my business is. It's mm-hmm. just not that simple, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm more likely to start, like, trying to do what I did with my early 20s, which is, like, try to get gigs in New York and drive back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's more my speed than yeah. uprooting everything quickly because Jen Kirkman told me to, or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I know. And I Christian mean, Lewis said the same thing. Even if, and, yeah. Even if you could afford just to fly out there a few times a year, you yeah. know, and just get a, some stage time and... But I mean, it's the thing with like writing and stuff. Well, I don't. I can. I can understand why you have to be there, but then I also don't. I feel like, come on. Yeah. Are we not beyond having to move to the two markets? Like, mm. I just feel like every right. the internet and YouTube should have changed all of this. Right. But, but I don't know. For me, right now, I'm like, I do feel like I'm ready to headline. Like I told you, I got that Alva Town Club. But I just have to be better about affordable advertising, and I don't know. That's like that's where I have to figure out now. Like without a management and without an agent, mm-hmm. that's all on me. So. Yeah. Those are things that I'm working on, but I think they're all... It's all doable. Yeah, and it's all doable, and it's I more... I like stuff I could help you with while I'm unemployed, too. Truly a blue-collar comedian. Yeah. But but I don't do blue-collar humor, I guess. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, I talk about being poor. Yeah. But in a way that, like, other people can relate and understand. I mean, like, I feel like the only comedians, mainstream comedians to talk about being poor are all, like, the Jeff Foxworthy... What's that cable guy? Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Or Grace, what was her name? The woman who Grace under fire. Oh, yeah. Re- 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 Brett. Brett Butler. Yeah, Brett Butler. I mean, and they're fun. They could be funny, but that's not the poor that a lot of people know. Yeah. You know? That's why I love Speechless, because the DeMeos are the poor that I knew growing up. Right. Like, they are the only TV family I've ever fully been like, thank you for representing our family. Yeah. Messy, bills are late. <laughs> Lease violations, like, everything. I'm like, you people, I get. Right. Yeah. And we grew up in a strange area where, like, our school had kids who were from really poor areas to kids from, like, seriously old money. Like... Next level They should rich. not have been at our... Like, they did not. Yeah. Their homes were, like, castles compared to, like, the poorest kids' homes. And a lot of them, like did sort of look at us like they were, like we were so beneath them at times, I think. Like some really? of the Florenberg kids, I think, were just like, ugh. I only, I mean, I only had a few friends from Florenberg, and they were all pretty nice. But I, and I don't know, I don't know that I was ever really aware of that kind of stuff. I just, I had a friend who was so desperate to be a rich kid, and oh, he sucked up yeah. to right. those people. And it was sort of like, you're not, I mean... Right. You still go to school with us, so you're not that much better. You're on the border of a really poor area, but okay, I got you. Yeah. No, yeah. but but no, I had wonder. you know, there were great kids from there, too, of course. Um, oh, sure, but anyway. Yeah, but we definitely grew up in a, a district that had disparity, I mean. Listen, we should have never even gone to that district. Our parents bought a house that was so out of their price range, they shouldn't have, like... Everything our parents did was so crazy. Yeah. And when I make bad decisions with money, I think, like, where? I mean, nobody ever taught us anything about money, finances, credit, nothing. Preparing for your death. Preparing for anything. Yeah. Like, like, we never were taught to think about tomorrow. No. Live for today. Yeah. I mean. I mean, neither. Our, our father did have insurance when he died. Our mother didn't. Right. <laughs> like. You're right. 70 and you don't... Right. Like, she didn't even know, I don't think. Not she literally took out her death insurance, like, what was supposed to pay for a funeral, and she's like, nah, I want it now. Yeah. I want it now. And it only got her, like, 27 extra dollars a month. Yeah. Woman, I wish we could go back in time. Yeah. And I, I knew anything to even advise her, but they didn't know anything, we didn't know anything. Right. 
It's crazy. It's a real cycle, this economic disparity. Yeah. But yet our immigrant grandparents were really good with money. Right. So how did dad miss all that? Well, I think it was his form of like not wanting to live like that, like squirrel every dime away. You know, he wanted to enjoy buying things and... And I think he appreciated mom's crazy childhood. It was like, yeah, together mm-hmm. we're going to be boho star. And she saw his family and was like, no, no, I want to be what your mom and dad are. And mm-hmm. so our mom was always try- trying as hard as she could to, like, give us normalcy and, like, be as organized as she could within the limitation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, our dad had a mood disorder that was undiagnosed. And he literally, if you pissed him off, mm-hmm. he quit his job. Yep. Even if we had no money in the bank. Yep. And he had five mouths to feed. Or he would just one day decide he wanted a home theater system, so he went out and bought it. Did Probably didn't. I wasn't with him. I can guarantee you he did not ask the salesman one question. No. Did not compare between any brands. He was just like, I want that. Okay, here you go. And didn't even probably ask if it would be compatible with the TV we owned at the time. Like, things like that. Right. I mean, we went with him to buy our first home computer, and he was just like, I guess we'll take this one. I was like, "Ah, hold on there, old man. Let's ask a few questions. Yeah, he saw in an ad, like, it was that tax-free computer mm-hmm. day, and he's like, we're just going to go get this Packard Bell. But then we got there, and I was like, but this Packard Bell is $100 more and has everything. Mm-hmm. How about we ask one question before we left? We spent way more than he planned, and then he was real mad for a week. Our dad was the oh, one man yeah. who knew he was going to spend money, save the money, planned on spending it, would spend it, and then we all had to suffer for oh, seven yeah, days. He'd be in such a mood when he spent money. Our one brother's like that, too, I think, sometimes, aren't you? <laughs> BP or N. N. <laughs> I, I can see that. I Sometimes. can see that. I'm not like that, but I really, uh, I get, I get anxiety about money, but differently. But I do understand being moody about money, but not. Like, I don't I, get I, angry mood. I get like, I get immediate buyer's remorse. Even though it's stuff I want, I can afford it, whatever. I'm still like, shit, I better not take the tags off that. I might want to take that back. I better not do this. I might want to take that back. I shouldn't have bought this. I should have saved this money. You know, like I no. go through that whole it's ridiculous. No, I know you mean. Like, in the fall, I was doing well, and so I was like, I'm going to spring for stickers. They cost me, like, $250, and all I keep thinking is, I wish I wouldn't have bought those stickers. I have the 250 back, because no one cares about these stickers. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So, yeah. yeah, I do understand. Yeah. But Dad was like, we'd be leaving to go buy the product. Mom like, oh, when you come back, <laughs> it's going to be really oh, bad wait. for all of us. How about when we were younger and lived at home, and, like, if I didn't do well in school, or I didn't, I made him mad, I went us out too late, whatever... Baby he would guy. take it out on me, but go buy Gab a bunch of stuff. Nintendo games. And if he was her, bad. and then he'd take me out to the mall. Yeah. And when we caught on that this was happening, we'd like give each other warning. I'd be like, hey. Good news. might have failed my geometry test, so You're figure good. out what Nintendo game you want. <laughs> and I'd be the same, like, things are really bad. I think I'm failing English. <laughs> and mom has been hiding it for two days. For that week, but we can't hide it anymore, because I'm going to be held back. You know? Whatever. Oh, yeah. Our mom was, she was good at, uh. Don't tell your dad. Yeah, our mom was like our confessor. Like, she was our priest. We'd be like, so, Mom, um, I'm feeling physics, and what are we going to do about it? And she's like, well, don't tell your father. How about, did we ever tell these guys about um, when uh, we'd want to skip school? I don't think they know we got sick days. Oh, yeah, our mom would give us sick Personal days. days. Personal days, yeah. But she would do this. She'd be like, okay, just stay in your room until Daddy leaves for work, and then you can do whatever you want. So we'd have to be so sad. You couldn't go to the bathroom. You couldn't do anything until you heard him pull out, and then you're like... Okay, day off. <laughs> but how crazy. I know. My most recent therapist, when I told her that, she was like, that was very triangular. And I'm like, what? And she's like, just sounds like a very, your mother, it was your mother, like you weren't, they weren't together. It was like, they were, I'm like, no, they were together. Like, he had a mood disorder. She was protecting us, you idiot. Right. I mean, this man probably skipped school a million times. Oh but my God. God, if we did it, it was the end of the world. Well, he, in his defense, he had a mood disorder. So like one day, something could be cool. Right. The next day you do the exact same thing. It's like, what the hell are you doing that for? I'm like, but dad, we... Oh, you're That is today. true. <laughs> when we were little, I'm like four, five. Rose is 10, 11, right? Like, or 12. Yeah. Our our mom yeah. would go to our parents' owned a bar called Michael's Lounge, and our mother did the night shift, even though she was never supposed to do the night shift, and our father would come home in the evening, and before, during the shift, where they would both be at the bar, and Rose would either be watching me or our grandparents would be there, Rose and I would call the bar and ask for our mother, so we knew what kind of mood our father was in mm-hmm. before he came home. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's normal. <laughs> I bet all kids do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can't live with my daddy. I mean, we know what it to be. Hiding in our rooms. 
or we're going out for pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one or the other. Oh, he's in a good mood. He made a lot of money. You guys are going to Fox's Pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo! Or yep. guys go up in your just room. Just go up to your room. And yeah. uh, guys get Make sure your bath and go to bed. Yeah. 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 The only time the man ever spanked me, I, well, it was a long story, but he wanted me to take a bath, and I wouldn't take it. And he cracked me on my ass, and I was like, you're done, old man. And I ran in the room and called my mother and was like, he is beating me. And he was like banging on the door. Oh, my God. It was God. everything. That's hilarious. I love that we could tell our, on our dad to our I mom. Know. We always did. We, but we tell on her. Well, it was different. We kind of ganged up. I feel guilty. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But you know what? I don't think it was just us. I think that's things people do to moms. That sucks. It sucks. Being a mother has got to be the most thankless job in the world. Our poor mother, we'd be eating, and she might choke, you know, like a dangerous thing, and our dad would be, slow down, Snarla. Like, she was eating so fast, she would get so hurt, know, and we, we don't would laugh. laugh. Like, it was the funniest thing in the world. Like, our mom was the Hoover of food, I, and she would, just, like, <laughs> she would just sit there with tears in her eyes, and dad, oh my God. and like, we wanted to make our dad happy, but we felt bad for our mother. And our poor mother, I mean, she... Things got a little different when she got older, but I think that happens to a lot of older people. Yeah. Prior to that, she had the best table manners of anyone oh, I knew. I mean, ever. she did not tolerate lip smacking. She did not tolerate, you know, elbows on the table. Oh, no. I mean, none of it. We were a napkin on our lap. Right. The old man didn't, no, but who, we did. Well, yeah, rules were different. Oh, he could talk in the mouthful. He could spit his food out. Like, it didn't matter. Gab, Gab said it yesterday we were at Ann Val's, and it's true. My dad is the only person who would eat and get food on everyone else. Yeah. Literally, it's splashing all over you. Like, like, how? He ate, like, a boa constrictor, number one. What about uh, Sunday dinner? What what did his bread plate look like? Oh, he, it, it was like... <laughs> did you ever see a Peanuts cartoon where Snoopy has all his bones lined up and he's just, like, chewing them and eating the paper? That's what Dad's bread would look like. It was just a, a bread and butter plate with, like, a, sta- a loaf of bread on it. Here's a fun little tidbit about bread and butter at our house. Uh, if people wanted their bread buttered, that was Rose's job. Oh, yeah, it was the bread butter. For everyone. For everyone. Mm-hmm. Rose, you, you're so good at buttering. Right. Rose, you're the best at buttering bread. Okay. Okay. No. All right. I'm allergic to butter, so I was so, not yeah. a burden to my sister. Yeah. I mean... In that moment, I'm, I'm a perpetual. We can tell other stories. No, I'm, you are not. Oh, every every time I'm at the gym, they're like, "Where's your sister?" I'm like, "I know I shouldn't be allowed out here by myself." I? At least she has a life. But I don't. I'm like, actually, she's at home making me meatballs. That was today. They're like, "Where's Rosie?" Oh, like she I came am- to the one. See, are we, are we not Italian? I'm making spaghetti and meatballs. We're gonna go have that as soon as we're done with the Yeah, we have a little spaghetti. Yeah. The kind of the way you like it with the zucchini. <laughs> yeah, I would rather be Italian than everything. I can't help it. I can't help it. I know. I know. I, I loved, know. I loved our Italian grandparents. Not that I didn't love our other grandparents. Well, okay. In our defense, let's just say it. Say it. Say it. Say our it. maternal grandmother was dead. Right. We she never died knew when her. We were how old? One month or three I was, months? I was six months old. I was a six months old. We never knew our maternal grandmother, who sounded amazing. I think we would have loved her. Mm-hmm. Her husband was our grandfather. He raised our mother, but he was not her biological father. And I will say, as a child, he might have done some really not great stuff to our mom and our grandmother. But he had issues. He was an alcoholic. He had a disease. Not Mm -hmm. his fault. Nope. Our grandmother had a disease. So long story short, uh, right when she died, our grandmother and Rose's little baby... Our grandpa really suffered. And I think he was kind of coming around our mom's house a lot. Right? He was always Mm -hmm. there mourning. And he had maybe, I don't know, worked with a lady he had been sweet on while our grandmother was still alive. And so he, like, kind of immediately married her. So we, Rose and I, didn't know our grandmother, but we had a step-grandmother who we called Grandma Betty. Okay, I called her Grandma Betty. Everyone else called her Betty. We always called her Betty until Gab was old enough to talk, and then she felt guilty that we called her Betty, so she started calling her Grandma Betty. Yeah, I was like, that's not nice. How can we don't call her Grandma Betty? And everyone's like, oh, great. But I was the only one who called it. Like, yeah. no one else used that name. Rose might sometimes, uh, maybe, but rarely. But maybe a card, but yeah. no. Now, the thing with these two grandparents was, like, they chain-smoked. Mm-hmm. Our Italian grandfather, they didn't chain-smoke. They didn't smoke at all. Their house was the cleanest house in the world. Mm-hmm. It always smelled like Murphy's oil soap. and yeah. It was safe. The mm-hmm. heat would kick on in the register. I mean, it was next level. It's everything you imagine when you think of grandparents. Mm-hmm. Then we had these other two who, like... I don't even remember being at their house. I remember being at their house one time while I they want, were alive. I only want one or twice uh, for, like... They had, like, birthday parties for Paul, and I would be invited. But for the most part, we were never at their house. Mm -hmm. When Grandpa would come to our house, 
if he said he was coming at 1, he usually showed up at 11. Mm-hmm. So we were never prepared. Our right. house was never clean, and we'd <laughs> want to clean for company, and Grandpa's now here two hours early, so right. we look like losers, <laughs> which he would definitely let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would just be chain smoking in our house. And, I don't know, it was just not like right, it was our that, other grandparents. Yeah. I don't mean to be mean. No, but, yeah, I know, it's true. Like, here's a funny story about Grandpa. Um, so she explains all of that about Grandpa. I mean, he's an ex you know, Navy guy was in World War II. Was always sweaty. Always. Um, but anyway, chain smoked. And before my senior pictures, I need I hey listen, I've been getting my eyebrows tweezer waxed since I was twelve because if I didn't, I'd have a unibrow. So prior to my senior pictures I had to get I had an appointment to get my eyebrows waxed and I needed a ride because I didn't drive till I was eighteen. And so I had to ask grandpa to take me. And so trying to explain to grandpa where he was taking me and why still is one of my, like, just one of those absurd moments in my life where, like, as you're saying, as you're talking about getting your eyebrows waxed, it does sound ridiculous. <laughs> as you're explaining to someone who grew up, you know, in the Depression and fought in a world war, what I'm about to go spend money on, and his face was just like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you need done? But Did anyway, he take you? He did take me, Aww, yeah. Where was it? Huh? Where did you go? Um, I it was somewhere in Robinson. I can't remember. Oh the my god! Was. Did yeah. he call you Jag off at any point? <laughs> no, but he he knew he was thinking it. <laughs> yeah, he sweated a lot. He like, did. Yeah. There was like three or four summers he came every single day to our house. Mm. He would work on a lawnmower that he found. It never worked. It, well, Pep drove it once and it flipped. Remember? Mm. And then Pep was like, "Flipped! I'm gonna use this stupid thing." Um, but then he'd work all day on the thing and then want to kiss us goodbye and he'd be dripping with sweat and like, I'm, I'm so weird. Like, she's so weird. Like, I, I really, even though most people don't want to kiss sweaty people. No, but I'm like really like, I'm so, I can't like, if someone smoked and I walk in the room an hour later, I'm a wreck. Like, it's like the chromosome, I just feel Mm -hmm. dirt all over my butt. And I wigged out. Like, I wigged out on like, he just sweats your body. Like, I cracked. And I really, oh, I know it hurt his feelings. Aww. And I was like, Mom, I'm so sorry. So then he'd, all, from that point on, he'd wipe his face off before he I didn't know. I never heard this story before. Yes, and I felt so guilty, but I wigged. The, I, you know me. I can't. I know. Well, well, you have to let it go. I mean, he died yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure we're cool. <laughs> Cool. I think I think the um, statute of limitations has passed on this one. Let I it go. Know, but I really did hate. You know what? Who else do you know that's super sweaty? Eddie. Oh, Just make sure you give Eddie a hug. Oh, I never hug Eddie. He always asked for a hug at the gym, and I'm like, Ew, get away from me. Another bit of Jen's I loved when she was talking about when people are like, the reason you love your kid so much is <gasps> science. Your hormones. They make you love it because it's so painful. Pregnancy and childbirth is so painful that you would kill this kid. <laughs> so your body makes you love it. And then at some point, eventually, all those hormones are gone and you realize you really fucked up your life. That was maybe the most brilliant thing I've oh ever my heard say on stage. I was dying. That Her impersonation of her mother with the oh, Boston act, Jennifer. Jennifer, why would you do that? <laughs> oh my God. Jennifer, I think I wasted my whole life. What? Why would you say that now? I'm just. Oh my god. Like that? I, I wanted to do a whole show as her mother. I know. Like, her For mother real. was killing me. Oh my god, it was so funny. Look her up. She has a Netflix special. She's got a bunch of books. Really, really funny. Go. So, guys, support Jen Kirkman. Yes, She's smart. Definitely. She's worthy I think of your you time. really like her. Yeah. Boston Catholic. If you can put up with us, if you can put up with the hens for an hour a week, you can. You will like Jen Kirkman. You will believe love her. me. Yeah. Yeah. I wish she could have been in town longer so we could have had her on the podcast. Were there people we needed to give shout outs to? Our friend Fontaine, who may be our cousin, we don't know. Oh my God. Fontaine, here's the deal with the Venturas. Okay. Our grandma, our maternal grandma, no, our paternal grandma, Rose, her maiden name was Papatira. She had a brother named John who married Mary Ventura. So we're related through marriage, but find out if on your in your family there's a Mary Ventura who married a John Papatira, and then we will know if we're cousins. And if we are, we're coming over for Easter next year. Yeah, we are. So And you're gonna start hanging out. And you're gonna out. teach us you're gonna teach me archery. Yes, and you're gonna hang out in the parking lot and talk with us for an hour yes. after class. And you have a guest on our podcast. Yes, because you're a cousin Fontaine. That's and her right. name is Fontaine. First of all, you're it's the greatest fucking name ever. It's one of those names where I thought, why the fuck did my mother name me yeah. Fontaine? Ditto. My mother's name is Starla, and yeah, I'm Rosanna with two Zs. That's but rad. Fontaine, when I first heard her name, I thought that was her last name. Me I thought, too. I thought somebody was calling her by her last name, and, and Christy was like, no, no, that's her first name. I, I was just like, well, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. You have the greatest 
name in the history of names. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. You're a badass, Rotan. Oh, yeah. At the gym, like, you're oh, a badass. You started after me, and you're a thousand yeah. times better than me. Like, I look at you, and I'm like, damn, I want to be Fontaine when I grow up. She works out, like, twice a day. She goes to, like, two to three different gyms. She's incredible. Yeah, I know. And she's an amazing hunter. I know. I know. She could provide our meat. I know. She's our Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She, you're a Katniss. You're our Katniss. You're our Katniss, Fontaine. We love you, so, Fontaine. Anyway. Um, and to Jilly, of course. Of course. Most Jilly. That we, Phoebe shout out, we shout it out to the... To Gina, Eddie, and Mia. And Tony. And Tony and Gina. Of course. Did you see in my video I did? So, uh, okay, so our, our my thruple, uh, Gina McCafferty, she bought me Donette Hostess oh, cereal. Yeah. Um, it's really fattening, but do yourself Is it food. really? Oh, my God. Like, a half a cup was like eight grams of fat. Get the hell out of it. That's what it was. It was fattening cereal that I oh really poured it down my gullet. Um, guys, don't add milk. It's gross. You don't want to add milk. It doesn't taste like Donettes. But if you eat it dry, it tastes like little mini Donettes. It's crazy good. But on my video, I said that I was trying to convince the Chappies to put a hostess machine at the gym. And oh, I, my God. And I gave Tony Chappie an aneurysm. We told Tony today about it. We told him about the one vending machine with Hot Pockets. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to get right on it. That's all I need. I need Chris to blow up the gym putting metal in a microwave. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that it always turns into a Chris insult. <laughs> today in Mindy's class, she wouldn't use the, her iPod, even though she makes these amazing playlists that are so good for a workout. And I'm like, Mindy, why don't we get one of your playlists? She's like, ever since I broke the thing, I, I'm too afraid to use it. I'm like, Mindy, you know they blamed Chris. She's like... But I was the one here, I'm like, right, but they said it over time because of how rough Chris was, that's why it broke. It's not your fault. She was like, but it was. I'm like, let them blame him. <laughs> he doesn't understand it anyway. All right, shout out to Chris. We'll never listen to this. Yeah, no, he, I, he, add him to the people that don't know Oh, he won't know what a podcast is. But here, I'll do And my dear childhood friends, Amy and Chrissy, who I know listen to it. Love you guys. Here, this is my shout out for Chris because I just yeah. kind of was mean. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, go to Forbes Tavern. They have oh, really yeah. good food. They do. They have the best French fries in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was nice to Chris. Oh, that was sweet. Thank you. Anyway, Any what's our time level? Oh, let me see where we're going. Oh, my God, we're already 54 minutes. What? We, we have spaghetti and meatballs waiting for us. I know, I'm so hungry. Hungry, hungry in my <laughs> tummy. Um, maybe I'll post my uh, recipe for sauce on our website. You should. That might be a nice little addition. Do you people visit our website? I don't know. I, Rose, oh, my dog ate through my power cord for my laptop today, so I've got to wait for my new one to arrive before I can do anything on the computer. Oh, and he chewed through it while it was plugged in, so. We're just so happy he's alive, guys. Yeah. Miracles. Yep. Apparently, Burmese mountain dogs are... Um, <laughs> they can, they're grounded. They're, <laughs> yeah, he, when I think of Luca, I think grounded. Grounded, Yeah. I came in the door today, and he was flying, literally just flying, jumping in the air on the couch. If you have a dog, you know what we're talking about, the zoomies. Like, he just loses his marbles. It was crazy. I've yeah. never witnessed it. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't stop. He was just barreling into things. Like, he has well, no it was sense. raining all day, so he didn't get a walk, so oh. he just had to get out some of that energy. Poor little guy. I know. And now he's in a cage. We'll go take him we're out. We're going to get him out. Yeah, we'll let him out. So, all right. Well, this was yeah, fun. Was a fun episode. I know. Let's go have our spaghetti meatballs. I'm so excited. Yay. And uh, we'll be back soon. When do you want to... We'll figure out when we're going to podcast again. Oh, yeah. If you're around, it's up to you. I'm around. All right. We'll talk... We'll talk to you guys Sunday. All right. We're... Two guinea hens. Ciao.